What up, everyone? Welcome back to Meet the Creatives. I'm Rob, who makes this podcast. We're going to jump right into this one. I have a lot of stuff to do and not a lot of time to do it. Here we go. 10 things that you can do today. Today, not tomorrow, not next week, not when you get your check, whatever. Today. 30-day free trial, no excuses. 10 things to do today to start building out a creative portfolio. I know your first question is, Rob, Wix, Squarespace, Semplice, what are we doing? What's the best one? WordPress, and my personal opinion. And this is just my personal opinion. I love Squarespace. And this is not an ad. It's not an ad. It should be an ad. Squarespace, if you're listening. And we know that you are. One of you motherfuckers works at Squarespace. I know it. And send this. Run this up the ladder as high as you possibly can. Squarespace. Executives. Listen. Meetthecreatives.org was built on Squarespace. Don't look at it. I'm in the middle of building it out. And it's a little bit disheveled right now. My personal portfolio. My photography portfolio. My DJ portfolio. My dad's church website are all built on Squarespace. This will be the last time that you hear me utter the word Squarespace on this podcast because I've brought it up so many times and have received zero ad revenue from it. So Squarespace, do the right thing. This platform is for entry-level creatives who are just starting out building their portfolio. What's the KPI? What will the returns be? At least 367 people will listen to these episodes. And at least one of them will buy it. And I will start the bidding for, for sponsoring Meet the Creatives at $367 per episode. That's $1 per person. Help me, Squarespace. You're my only hope. I think I made it abundantly clear that you should build out your website on Squarespace. Again, not an ad, but without a shadow of a doubt, Squarespace. Please be the flagship sponsor. Be the one and only sponsor for me, the creatives. $367 an episode. I'll be waiting. My inbox is open. The lines are open, Squarespace. It's the day after Valentine's Day. Don't leave me hanging. I use ChatGPT. I literally typed in 10 things to do today to start building out your creative portfolio. This is what it came up with. I'm going to tell you what I agree with. But I'm going to use this as a framework to get this show Back on the road. Here we go. Number one, brainstorm concept ideas and jot down notes of your creative vision. Pretty self-explanatory there. But write it down. Number two, research other creative portfolios in your field and take notes on what stands out to you. Find out what you like about it and then try and replicate it. I remember specifically Finding the work of Tobias Van Schneider, he's the man. And his website's awesome. And to this day, my website is still not as cool, not remotely as cool as his. But when I found his website, I was like, dude, whatever this is, whatever this like sort of modular grid thing is, cool typeface thing, I want to be a part of this world. And then coming short of looking like that, I was able to kind of create my own style and learn about people like Massimo Vignelli and about Michael Beirut. And, you know, I just took a deep dive and was like, what is this? Why does everyone always use Helvetica? What is New Haas Grotesque? Why is typography important? What is a modular grid? I went down that. And then that helped me to become a better designer. And then I went on and built and built and built and built from there. I met all these different people. 
187-something people, who's counting, uh, that I interviewed on the podcast. And now I am learning about what I want it to look like and what stands out to me. I may not always create great design, but I know what it looks like. And my website, built on a platform that shall not be referenced ever again until I receive $367, uh, is a testament to the fact that I know what great design looks like. And you could take that to the bank. And I will take Wix to the bank unless my demands are met. Okay. Number three, create an inspiration board, I think they mean Pinterest board, of your favorite images, visuals, and quotes to refer to. Everybody in the design space always kind of like razzes on the idea of like having a Pinterest board or, you know, mood boards, and you just do it from some sort of place of like originality. And, and there's this big narrative out there that I wholeheartedly disagree with. Everything, and I mean everything, has been done before in some form. Maybe you can do a remix of it. Maybe you can breathe new life into it, use new technology to expand upon it. But every like visual motif, every composition, every color has been, there's no new colors coming out. Like everything's been done before. And you need, especially, especially when just starting out, you need to grow your, I think Sean Adams coined this term, or I heard it from him, expand your visual vocabulary. The notion that you would leave a design school or a creative school, photography, fashion, whatever, that you would leave school and you on your own accord, having not researched everything that has come prior to you, would be able to create something out of obscurity and make it better, like the odds of that happening are so rare. I mean, it's possible, but so rare. Make a Pinterest board and go deep. My Pinterest board, if you, if you go on like very surface level and type in like package design and just type that in and then you just get the same thing that everybody else has, yeah, that, that sucks. And I think that's what people are referring to, but museums, Pinterest boards, also, Arch Driver gave me a great piece of advice. Arch Driver, prolific photographer, he said that, you know, take all the work that you created and then put all the work that you would like to create and put them on two walls and then look at them and figure out, like, what's, what's different, what's missing from your work that's not. That sort of refers back to that, that uh, number two there. If you want to get it from literature, from writing, from, from that sort of thing, that's from movies, that's fine. Like, you, you want to kind of go to somewhere else other than the internet for inspiration. But the notion that you're only going to be able to come up with original ideas and you should never reference things from the internet is total bullshit, it's pretentious, and it's stupid. I started to become a much better designer and photographer when I expanded that visual vocabulary and went deep on what it is that I wanted to find. And it's from the 90s, it's weird vaporwave, like dream core shit. It's my weird obsession with like curtains and neon lights and all this weird, obscure stuff. If you, if you check out my Pinterest page, you'll see it. But all of that informs my work. And I would be a fool to not reference those things on a consistent and regular basis and continue to grow where it is that I draw reference from. That's my little Pinterest rant. Shout out to Tim Bellinax, who's the design director at Pinterest, who came on the show. It is still my dream in life to have a job where all I do is go on Pinterest all day. 
So Tim, my offer still stands. I'll come work for you. I will uproot my life and move to uh, Pinterest headquarters in California, wherever that is. Number number six now, moving right along, create short descriptions to accompany each piece of work. That really can, that's actually great advice. Shout out chat GPT. That's really great advice. There should always be strategy throughout your work, no matter what you do, some sort of explanation of it. Photography and filmmaking, they're a little bit more like self-explanatory. But if you're a designer, it can help so much to describe the scope of the work underneath it or what it was. And here's a dirty little trick for you. If you are a designer and you're like, but I don't know how to change up the verbiage. Again, you're not reinventing the wheel. That's sort of like my point before about the Pinterest stuff. You're not reinventing the wheel. And there are people out there that have gone to great lengths to best articulate how to describe design, like pentagram.com, like, uh, you know, all these different places where you can go and see like what world-class strategists, I guess you'd say. The way that they describe what it is that they're designing, it's awesome. And you should just do that. And then to as a base, you should just sort of play Mad Libs with a professional strategist write up and then make it your own. No one wants to admit that, but that's what you should do. Here's a perfect example. I'm going to pull this up right now. Pentagram.com. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, hey, Rob, when are you going to get more people from Pentagram to come on the show? I tried. And uh, I'm, I'm really tired of their no call, no show bullshit. So we're done with Pentagram. We're done. Fantastic work. Terrible people. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure there's wonderful people that are listening to Pentagram. People are probably sitting at their desk at Pentagram right now like, bro, what the fuck? Sorry. So I'm going to go to this website. I'm not encouraging to steal. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should you know, use other people's work to describe things, but it's a good way to learn how to create a strategy to talk about your website and your work in a way that sounds super professional. So, okay, there's a case study for Tyler School of Art and Architecture, and they have all these image these images. And like, there's a line here. It's like the graphic identity is a framework designed to encompass all that Tyler has to offer and highlight the school's cross-disciplinary focus. It's a pretty good strategy, but then like you go down and then it says the system utilizes a proprietary typeface uh, that combines a slab, it describes the typeface, that combines a slab serif with, a, with thing lifts, creating a beautiful contrast. Right there, creating a beautiful contrast. So you could apply that to your own work. And, and there's all these sort of like words like utilizes, propri proprietary, all these sort of like New York bougie buzzwords to describe design that will make it sound so good. A monochromatic palette of black, white, and gray, heavily contrasted letter forms, set off images by, of, of work by visiting artists, architects, and scholars. It's literally a mock-up from Live Surface that has, that has the logo on it. I'm not poo-pooing on this work. This is fantastic work. Although there are a couple of... Um, very rude people who like to no call, no show at, at Pentagram and think that they're above responding to people. But this is great work that I'm looking at right now. Whoever made this, if you're listening to this and you made it, I'm not saying to steal from your work. I'm just saying that like, you know, make it sound dope, make it sound cool. Like this Tyler, uh, architecture thing. The bold, unique typography and highly structured look is, is immediately recognizable as Tyler. You could literally say that about anything. The bold, Unique typography, highly structured, look as immediately recognizable as Meet the Creatives. You see what I'm doing here? The loud, bright orange color look as immediately recognizable as Meet the Creatives. 
It is a nod to 90s nostalgia and Nickelodeon and mid-century modern orange couches. It's meant to capture the optimism and bright future of entry-level creatives who are looking to break their way into the creative community and build a better life. See? You gotta learn how to talk sociopath. How to talk pentagram. Sure, there's wonderful people who work at pentagram. Pentagram Pentagram.com. And maybe, you know, just maybe the partners at Pentagram could be a little bit nicer and more attentive with their, uh, you know, emailing skills and not just completely ghost people while accepting awards about how great their work is. This Squarespace thing is never going to happen with this kind of rhetoric, Rob. Here we go. Stay online here. Let's see. That felt good, though. Shots fired at Pentagram. Get your shit together, Pentagram. Write a services page to explain the type of creative services you offer. Don't do that. Just like write it in your about me about like Rob Johnson, like strategist, designer, and photographer. And then just keep going. That's it. Don't be like skills, check mark, check mark, check mark. If you have that on like one of those weird Canva type uh, resume builder things, don't do that. Bad look. Looks very amateur. Okay, yeah. Write a bio page to introduce yourself and describe your creative journey. Do like an about me page. Make it sort of brief and to the point. I recently tried to like make it longer and it ends up just sounding like pretentious and weird. Just don't do that. Just the gist. Hey, I'm this person. I like this. Outside of, I'm also a DJ and music informs my work. That sort of thing. Uh, Reach out to clients and employers and other creatives to, to help build your portfolio. That's great advice, chat GPT. Great advice. Robots working overtime today. By the way, that's my chair. I need to get some WD-40. Yeah, reach out to people and ask for unconditional feedback. You don't ask your parents about what they think about your design website. You ask people who know what the fuck they're doing. Number 10, ask for feedback from friends. Don't ask your friends unless they're designers and they're really good. Unless Unless you look at their work and think to yourself, oh my God, how do they do that? Don't ask your friends. Colleagues, again, Lots of people sneak their way into creative director positions and stuff like that. And uh, especially like when you're just starting out, you're not going to be working with necessarily the best creative minds. I would reach out to your all-time favorite people and ask them what's good. I literally had Michael Beirut review my portfolio and he had some good things to say about it. And then I was just, I just blocked out and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. Michael Beirut, by the way, is, is not one of the partners I'm referring to. Neither is Paul Scher. I think I've narrowed it down to about 27 of them now. Ask for feedback from your friends about your portfolio and make necessary changes. Make the changes. Don't take it personally. Uh, there's an expression, and it's a weird one. And I don't even – I feel like I shouldn't even say this. But it, it, it helps to drive the point home. And I do this when editing this podcast. I sure as shit I'm going to do it after I edit this episode today. It's called Kill Your Babies, which is like – there needs to be – sound off in the comments if you know a better way of saying that. But that's an expression used in, in – uh, and editing. And what it means is you get attached to things. They're very personal to you. Like there are a lot of, t- there's a lot of great moments on this podcast that I've had to get rid of because they're what they didn't aid the conversation and they kind of messed up the continuity of what it is that we were talking about on the show. And I had to kill the baby, so to speak, kill the things that are precious to you. It's a better way of doing it. I would never kill a baby. Okay, that's it. In review, review, sorry, I got some crazy news halfway through going through this podcast. I hope that everything's okay with it. So I got some crazy news. So I'm a little bit all over the place today, but 
You guys want these solo episodes? You said, Rob, we like it when you're on Hinge. You got it, baby. 10 things. We're going to review them. Shout out to ChatGPT, the open AI platform, Playground, however you say that. Number one, brainstorm concepts and ideas. Jot down your creative vision. Number two, research other creative portfolios in your field and take notes on what stands out to you. I don't know if I mentioned it. I've recorded this four different times, but Teddy Roosevelt, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't compare yourself. Don't get too into the weeds in that regard, but also be very hard on yourself and figure out how it is to do it. And if you can Google it, you can join Design Guild, you can join uh, YouTube platforms. There's nothing that you can't Google. There's nothing that you can't Google to figure out how to do it. Sharpen your skill set. If you're just moving shit around on your Squarespace website and it's just crappy work, it doesn't matter how great the animations are. If the work sucks, you're not going to get hired and it's going to be a rough, long, cold, lonely winter. Number three, create an inspiration, a Pinterest board of your favorite images, visuals, and quotes to refer to. And tell your professors that you will be referencing from Google and you will be referencing from Pinterest. And it's a ludicrous notion to make it like the only good inspiration is in books. Brian Collins is going to be so pissed at me when he hears this. This is not a shot of him. I know he's big on books and stuff like that. But I am a millennial, and I love the internet, and I love, love Pinterest. I'm actually going to save my Pinterest board right now. Here we go. Pinterest.com. Let's see. Here we go. My Pinterest is Pinterest.com slash ROB192448. Once again, Pinterest.com slash Rob192448. The best Pinterest board in all the land. I have a weird sense of inspiration, but it is, it is, it's a hell of a ride. And Pinterest uh, has been like a, a form of therapy for me over the years. And I love it. And I love Tim Bellinax. And I really am not joking anymore, Tim. I want to work at Pinterest in the worst way humanly possible. Although after this thing goes out, there'll be no way. Too much New York attitude coming through today. New Jersey. Um, let's see where we're at here. Design your portfolio website. Okay. Number four, begin designing a portfolio website, uh, and create, and I would not do it on an existing website. I would create your own website with your own URL for your own mental well-being. Number five, organize your best work. Number six, create short descriptions to accompany the piece of work. Reference the best to ever do it. Like the great hardworking designers at Pentagram, not the people who run the place. A cease and desist letter from Pentagram today? Let's do it. Write a services page to explain the type of creative services you offer. Don't do that. Just throw that in your portfolio. Write a bio page. Introduce yourself. Short and sweet people. Reach out to clients, employers, and others to create to build your creative portfolio. Reach out to people you respect and ask for feedback from friends and colleagues on your portfolio. Only, only, only if you want to create work like they do. And a little bonus tip. Don't ask your parents about anything. Don't ask your family about anything. Don't ask your girlfriend, wife, brother, sister, cousin, step-cousin. Is this a step-cousin, I think? Probably. Don't ask them. They don't know what it is. They're not in your industry. They'll never understand. Save yourself a lot of heartache and pain. Stop telling your parents about everything you're doing. Stop telling them about all the opportunities that might come. If you get, an, if you get a potential opportunity, don't tell anybody about it. Don't you, Just move in silence. Move in silence. That one's free. There's about a about a three percent chance I get a, a, a three hundred and sixty seven dollars Squarespace sponsorship after this, and I'm here for it. 
Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You wanted crazy. You got crazy. It's been a weird day. I'm in a weird mood. You can tell the tension is high. But I know there's a lot of people out there who need a little bit of comedy and levity in their life and uh, are really freaking out because they got laid off. Don't worry, dude. I've gotten fired. I got fired for my first seven freelance jobs after two weeks. And you know what? Frankly, I deserved it. I was looking through old hard drives and I was, they were just, I don't think that I knew how bad my work was. And I used to think like they were so mean and cruel and cold for getting rid of me after two weeks, but uh, they were doing me a solid. They should have fired me on day one for how bad my work was. So don't be like me, putting yourself in a position where you can get fired because you don't have the chops or the skill set to be an efficient employee. Take classes, Picks Imperfect, Peter McKinnon, Julia Trotti, Creative Live, classes with shout out Chris Doe from the future. Totally forgot to do that one. Uh, Chris Doe from the future. Just putting out shit for free every day. People are out there learning. It's out there, people. And lastly, I know I say this on every podcast, but if you're a Gen Z type character and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, you know, it's not working out for me. How much time do you allocate a day towards being on TikTok and Reels and Instagram and Visco and Be Real and all that bullshit? I do too. But how much time are you allocating on that? And ask yourself, really think about this. How much better of a designer, photographer, creative, whatever, would you be if you didn't? If you allocated the same amount of time towards growing yourself and building out your website? That's it. Rate, review, subscribe, have a podcast. Meetthecreatives.org. The website is coming along. And uh, I know I talked a lot of shit the other day on Instagram. And I was not expecting nearly as many people to see that as they did. I, my engagement is usually terrible. And then all of a sudden you say some provocative shit and people are like reading it all. So um, I meant what I said. I've been on my, my uh, Michael Jordan game six energy and that a lot of people in this industry have not been, pun been putting respect on my name. They like to think that I'm just some trivial little show when the fact of the matter is that I have had exponentially cooler guests, better guests, better conversations, less pretentious conversations, and I'm coming for the number one spot. And it's not going to be now. It's not going to be next year. It's not going to be in five years. It's going to be in 10 years. I am on a 10-year track to eat all their lunch, every single one of them, all the creative podcasts. I will be the number one podcast. And you know what? I watched this inspirational thing with Lady Gaga the other day, and she was talking about how you need to take pride in what it is that you do and not be in self-pity and take pride in what you do. And it's not an egotistical thing. It's all you have. All you have is what you put forward and how you carry yourself in the world. I have built an incredible thing here with Meet the Creatives and I will scale it and I will grow it and I will be humble and I will learn and I will use squarespace.com to <laughs> build out an incredible website to showcase how ridiculous these guests are how great the information is that I'm putting out there. Tell your friends, because your boy is taking over. That's it. Shout out to ChatGPT for keeping things real trill out here and making me sound smart. See ya!